Hello, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, I guess people are going back to work. The numbers have just been steadily rising in the download department for BHP. Yes, it is. I th- That's good to see, though. You meant by the numbers are rising. I thought, well, shit, I saw the COVID numbers were decreasing. No, 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 no. Our yes. download numbers yes. are going up, so I'm assuming that people are back on the road, which is a very, very good thing. And it's freaking August. We start, we, we, we teal hunt... In 39 days. We dove hunt in 27 days, Jeff. I don't give a fuck about shooting dove. Whoa. I mean, we I got, enjoy we it. Got people in, we no, got no, no, people no, no, in the, the building. Let, let me rephrase that. I don't care personally about going. I right. don't get excited about dove shooting as much as I do go shooting some teal. I really. That excite me. I enjoy opening weekend of dove season. It's hot and it's long. Yeah. I don't mind. I enjoy the people being around the people. I'm just saying, personally, I don't get excited. If we go outside here and we shoot some dove around here, it's not, it's, it's fun. I look forward to shooting some ducks. Yeah. It's it's August now. And we should have some teal start showing up in the next week. We had a little front. It was supposed to only be 80 degrees tomorrow, and now it's 96 again. Yeah. But we did have a couple of days. We got some rain. So all you fuckers that make fun of me for rain, <laughs> it did rain. So I'm happy. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. The one and only. A dream. 27 days away, we'll be back in business. Dream of years ago. Thought, man, I don't want to have to get a real job. What can I do to make a living? And boom. We built Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. Anyways, holler at us. I've got some second weekend of dove season. I have an opening and the fourth weekend of dove season, which is in the last weekend in September. And then other than that, we're pretty much booked up. But no teal hunts, right? Nope. Just dove hunts. Uh, teal hunts are booked up, too. Uh, we do have some uh, October. I can do some pheasant dove, pheasant duck hunting, and we'll have some duck hunting the first of November because goose season open until November 16th, so I'll have some duck hunting early in the year. So Give us a call. StanfieldHunting.com. Or nine four zero six five eight three one seven two. Jeff will answer the phone. Uh, this podcast is all to you, also brought to you by Gun Dog Outdoors. They have a promo code, Big Honker, all one word, and I believe it's all lowercase. You can save yourself some money. I believe it's fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Incredible products. Great, great company that uh, that we're partnered up with here. They take care of your four legged hunting buddy. They've got a quick release system that I am a huge, huge fan of, and I'm a huge proponent of everybody that has a dog. Snap this on your dog, whether you got Steady Eddie or not. It doesn't matter. Keep them safe. This way you know where they are at all times because all it takes is Fido breaking one time and you're in a pickle. So the quick release system I'm a huge fan of. They've got a ton of other products that are really, really good, but I'm a big fan of the quick release system. So go to gundogoutdoors.com, scope it out for yourself, use the promo code Big Honker, and uh, save yourself some hard-earned money. And let's talk about Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. Love the motto. Love the jingle. Trump 2020, capital T, R-U-M-P 2020 promo code. Get 15% off. They got some cool gear. They got good coffee. Andy's drinking some right now. Coffee, gear, check it out, and that's DirtyDuck.com, DirtyDuckCoffee.com. You can look them up. They're also on uh, Instagram, DirtyDuckCoffee, and you can find them there. Good coffee. You can save yourself some money with them, too. Got a promo code, Trump2020. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the best silhouette. You've heard me say it before. It's still as true today as it was way back then. They got on board pretty much when we started this podcast. They've been a good partner of ours, and uh, they make a hell of a product top to bottom the bags the decoys you're not going to find a more complete system for hauling your decoys around than dive bomb industries 
Uh, they're in the floater game now. Floater bags are coming out later this fall. Um, top to bottom, you can't beat them. You cannot beat them. They got a great silhouette, great-looking silhouette. It's durable. We use them seven days a week down here. Um, you got to have numbers on your side, guys. We've said it before. This is the only way that you can differentiate you from the other the other schmo in the field next to you is how big of a spread that you have. So go go big. Go big in 2020. Divebombindustries.com. And brought to you by Boss Ammo. Boss Shot Shells. That's right. You only need one. Folks, I've been doing this a long time. 52 years old. feel like I'm 106. I've been in the waterfowl business since I've been in my early 20s. I've shot steel when it first came out. It sucked. I grew up shooting lead with my dad. Hot reloads that he used to reload. Folks, Boss Ammo is just like shooting lead that I grew up as a kid. Same killing power. It's actually a lot faster than the old lead was. It works better. It is the way to go. If you're going to spend money to go on a hunt, whether it's guided on your own, all the money you put together, don't buy cheap shells. Buy something that makes a difference. It's better on the ducks. You're not shooting a bunch of ducks and they're falling, flying off and dying. It's killing them right then. So go to BossShotShells.com. Is that right? That's right. Boss Shot Shells. Oh, I love me some bismuth. And get you some get you some boss, and only takes one makes a big difference. You can call them too. I mean, they're a great, great, great bunch of people to talk to. They're very, very knowledgeable about what they're selling. BossShotShells.com. Brandon it, will take care of you. Also, Pacific Game Calls. PacificCustomCalls.com. They're uh, they're actually retooling all their uh, goose guts, and I believe they've got something new for you duck hunters. But I think the goose is coming up first. Uh, I talked to Trevor last week, and I think uh, I think all the new goose calls are going to have their brand new guts, some worn in guts. Uh, I'm telling you what, they're expanding, they're growing, which is very very good for for everybody because they run a top notch organization up there. Uh, PacificCustomCalls.com. You can look at their whole line. They've got uh, they've got a goose call basically for every species: bigs, mediums, little lessers, whatever you're going after. They've got a Canada call for that. They've got an outstanding spec call, guys. It's so easy to blow. I was actually putting too much air into it, which is not common within the spec call world. Duck calls great, um, and like I said, they're they're constantly innovating over there at Pacific. So check them out at PacificCustomCalls.com. And we're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're going to duck hunt, you need spinners. If you're going to duck hunt or goose hunt, you need a, you need a blind. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but I am fielding more questions about that 2x4 blind than I ever have before. So here it is. You can fit four grown men in it. It's got a pocket in front for your shell bag. Hopefully you're shooting boss and you got that nice little money bag. Set it in there nice and neat. Four guys you can fit in there comfortably. You could squeeze in a fifth if you wanted to. I don't recommend it. Uh, the 2 by 4 blind, it's the way to go. It's durable. It's heavy. Stout. Can't hey. say enough about it. And you're going to need spinners, too. So look them up at LuckyDuck.com. Haley will be on a podcast with us next week. Yep. So check them out. Great guys over there. Great guys and gals. Before I get in trouble that way. Over there at Lucky Duck. Check them out, luckyduck.com. And Logan Pyatt at the Looking Glass Duck Club. They got a podcast. Uh, not politically correct, my kind of guys. Anyways, you can check out their podcast at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. And Lucky Glass, uh, Looking Glass Duck Club Hunt Club, which you can't be a member of. 
Very exclusive. <laughs> Very exclusive. I'm yeah, next on the waiting list, yeah. and I can't get in, so you're not going to get in either. It's going to be 10 years before you get in. Well, I think they're just teasing me a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> Logan Logan and Reb have a podcast out. It's really a good deal. Check out the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Wherever you're listening to this one, you yep, can hear theirs. You can hear their stuff there, too. Also brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. Beef. Beef. Meet the difference out there in Alito, Texas. Half a beef, whole beef, whatever you got. We've got ours coming. It's August, so yep, we'll oh, be, we need to we need to do that kill sheet, huh? Do a kill sheet. You can custom order whatever you want, delivered to your house. Get some uh, fucking tomahawks. Don't buy that overpriced shit at the grocery store. Get some tomahawks. Buy a competitive price, homegrown beef. You know what you're getting. You're not getting a bunch of Brazilian lobbyist beef. You're getting real Texas beef, and that's 14cattlecompany.com. And J2 Outdoors. The Ice Ripper. Completely revamped. That motherfucker's got a motor on it now. You don't need no electricity. You just need some gasoline. Throw that bitch out there. Crank her up. I think it runs for like 48 hours half throttle and 24 hours on full throttle. They put a fucking Hemi on it. Actually, it's not a Hemi. It's a Vanguard, but either way. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this motherfucker is a workhorse. Open up your hole. Don't let Mother Nature put an end to your season prematurely. Uh, if you're like me, you got enough things that end prematurely. But hunting season shouldn't be one of them. Throw an ice ripper out on the pond. Keep that bad boy open. There's no better bait in the world than open water when everything else is locked up. J2 Outdoors LLC, I, th- I believe, is where you can find them. Go to their Instagram, J2 Outdoors, and uh, they had a giveaway going on. That's at uh, J2 Outdoors on Instagram. Last but not least, William and Chris Wines. Who doesn't need Skeleton Key? Who doesn't? Especially in the, in the corona season. Everybody I, needs it. I'll bet wine sales are through the roof right now. I think all alcohol sales are through the roof well, right now. Well, except for restaurants, and that's their big market too, so who knows. But you know home home winos are going through the roof right now. I think all alcohol sales are up uh, at the supermarkets. You can find them at HEB, Central Food, Whole Foods, Central Market. I fucked that up every single time. What is going on, Andy? Get it together. WilliamandChrisWines.com. Texas Wine. All made in high Texas. In this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Colton Shellpepper. Colton is a, he's a fucking husker through and through. He's riding that Scott Frost train. We go through the Nebraska schedule. <laughs> Ohio State. Oh, <laughs> what a gem. Made me laugh. Uh, he's a minimalist hunter, mainly because he uh, he goes by himself a lot, doesn't throw out a big, big duck spread, and uh, seems to be having, he's happy. He's, he's happy doing it his way. Doing it his way, the way he wants to do it, so. You can't ask for anything more. So here he is, Colton Shellpepper. Old butthole, as Blake would say. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. I'm Jeff Stanfield. And I am Andy Shaver. On the phone with us today, before we get into that, we need to announce our winner. Oh, I was waiting for you. Okay. You were waiting for me to announce it? I was. You the said winner it was brought to you the... by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. I thought, what a better segue than to say, and we've given away a goose hunt. We've given away a goose hunt. See, I did that. 
Captain Mike Massey is the winner of the shirt and the goose hunt. Holler at me when you get a chance. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or you can call the lodge at 940-658-3172. And on the phone with us today now, from St. Augustine, Florida, <laughs> but lives in Oxford, Nebraska, Colton Shellpepper. How are you doing, Colton? Are you there, Colton? Yep, you hear me? Yeah, I yes, thought, sir. Fuck, he hung up on us already. <laughs> he didn't like the intro. How are you, bud? I'm doing all right. Good. Now, you're from southwest Nebraska. How far are you away from yep. Blake? A long oh, ass way. Oh, I bet we're two, two and a half hours, if I had to guess. Long ass way? No, it's not. Yep. Fuck. Now, Blake says there's no geese in Nebraska or ducks. Well... Right now, I, I haven't seen anything up there. <laughs> so but technically, Blake's not lying, I guess. Yeah. So, are you a Gay State fan or a Nebraska fan? I'm a Nebraska fan. It's been some tough years for you boys in football, isn't it? It has, and I actually went to high school where Scott Frost did. Is he a legend there like he is all over? I mean, is he a bigger legend at the, at the actual high school than he is in all of Nebraska? Well, we had – a little shrine for him when I was going up, going to school. We had his Gatorade, you know, Player of the Year deal, all that stuff. His jersey. Um, I went back a couple years after I graduated, and that was all gone. But I mean, he's still big. Uh, my parents' neighbor was uh, his high school buddy, and he all, you know, he goes to all the games and stuff, and would go to Colorado when he was at Oregon and all that stuff. But I mean, we were everyone's real proud of him. Did well, everybody have to him. kneel at this at this altar? before they could go to class each day or what uh, they have to do not really no you just kind of look walked by looked at it and give a little pat give a little double yeah, tap just, and go on about your day yep. now do you think he's going to be the former nebraska head football coach after this season or do you think he's got another year left if he doesn't win this year well honestly i don't i think he'll be here for a while um not only is our buddy good friends my aunt works at the university with uh, athletics, and they they've been wanting him for a while, from what I understand. Yeah, but you got to win. For, what's that? You have to win, though. Uh, yep, yep. I understand that. I think it's kind of a weeding process. Now I talked to Blake about this and the JD Spielman deal. I just think that some of these guys can't handle it. He's got a different different mindset of who he wants there and his athletes, and I don't think some of them have bought in yet. Some of them have, and. It'll be, I think, well, this year might be different with the COVID crap, but yeah. maybe maybe, maybe next year get through this election and get rid of COVID and maybe things will be different. I think every, every coach in America at every division, high school, college, pros, peewee, I think everybody's safe this year. So you're not firing your coach or your school board member? I don't think anybody's going to fire a coach So if he went 0-10 – I don't see how you would fire anybody this year. Somebody. I mean, I, I, I mean, especially like like pros. You got people that are opting out. You got college. Who the fuck knows what that's going to look like? I don't think anybody has a hard evaluation after this year. It's I'll, my personal opinion. I'll bet you money on that right now that someone gets fired in football in the pros. Well, I'm sure that they will, but I don't see how this year would be an accurate representation of of what you can bring I, to a football. I would agree. With now, you there's a that. lot of bubble coaches that have sucked leading up to this year. That you know, this was Scott probably going to be there. Yeah, this you know they they were already getting talks of being let go, but I don't see how this year is a, a fair audition. Now, Colton, I want to ask you this. Now, Blake tells yep. me that the women's volleyball coach. 
at Nebraska is the best coach in Nebraska. Is that true? You know what? I would have to agree. That guy, <laughs> can, I think it was last year, and heck, we made it. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I might be wrong. I think we made it to the finals on a rebuilding year. So, I mean, that guy takes what he can get, and he pr- puts together a really good program. I actually couldn't have told you a damn thing about college volleyball if it wouldn't have been for Blake for the last three years. We had to fucking watch the finals. Yeah. Two years ago. Three, hey, two years ago. Well, they, three got, years ago. they got screwed on that Stanford deal. I don't know if you saw the, out, the backlash on that after the game of it's women's volleyball. The only people I that care is Nebraska. I didn't see the. I didn't yeah. see the backlash. Nebraska and Stanford, the only two people that gave a <laughs> shit. Nobody else cared. And bowling, I did not realize bowling is so big, but in Nebraska it is. Bowling, yep. Bowling, um, not. And then I think our rifle team is pretty damn good too. Hey, so you grew up in the town of Scott Frost. Do you know anybody that slept with him in high school? I do not. Any I do not. Guys any or rumors? girls, yeah, it would make a rumors? great story. I, I don't know. I'm sure if I ask my parents' neighbor, he he might know a couple. Yeah, that would be interesting to find now, out. Is he a married guy? Oh uh, yeah, he is married. Okay, because see, like Andy's old Andy's hero, Cliff Kingsbury. He's not he's not married, no kids, and so I kind of I think he's kind of switching hits from both sides of the plate. It doesn't matter yeah, I mean, what he's hitting. He's hitting fucking choice meat of whatever he's got going on. Yeah, you can't be that good looking and single and have that kind of money and not be a little different. Oh, yeah, I, real different, I think. I'd take it. You would, so, if you were gay, you would date Cliff Kingsbury? No, if I was Kingsbury, I wouldn't give a fuck what I was because whatever I get's going to be a one quality, and you know that. I don't know about. Oh yeah. So. uh this 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 talk we'll talk. Tell me your prediction right now for Nebraska football for this year. If we play the whole season, let's just pretend like everything's. What do you think their record's going to be? And don't and take those they, take them Husker blinders off because Blake is owes me a whole fucking cow already for betting on shit that wasn't even going to be close to happening. Well, let's see. I think if they played a full season, no COVID. I think all the bullshit with Iowa, it'd be our year to take them. I, I bet, and I I don't have the schedule in front of me. What I'm who pull, they play? I'm pulling it up right now. So just give me just what, a second. What do you mean the bullshit with Iowa? What happened in Iowa? Oh, they're coaching staff treating the kids like crap and everything. You mean being because they're being football coaches? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Okay, here we go. Illinois. They open up with Illinois in three weeks. Yeah, I think that's a win in Dublin, Ireland. What the fuck? Yeah, they were supposed to play in Ireland a, a home a game. This year and next year in Ireland. Okay, so you're going to go win. I'll, I'll say win just because I don't know anything about it. And then they're off week two. I say that's a win for them. <laughs> and then they play Buffalo. They Another should, win. If they I, don't beat Buffalo, they're fucked. I I call that a win. I Now, years ago, if it was Turner Gill still there, I think that might be a better game, but I think it's going to be a win. Okay, at, okay so they're 2-0 at Oklahoma. Loss. Loss. Yeah, I'm gonna probably put that chip that as a loss. Two and one uh, at Michigan State. Loss. Loss. I think that's a win at Michigan State. Uh, yeah. Why? Did y'all we did y'all bring Mich- in a new football team? Well, we play Michigan State tough every year. Have y'all beat them yet? <laughs> we beat them. Oh, we had a we beat them on the last second, which I mean. What that, you, you what year? Beat. 
Oh, three years ago. Okay, I'm going with Michigan State still. Okay, so you've got them at three and one. You're the only one that matters. Jeff and I don't matter. Then they play Ohio State. Loss. Is that at Lincoln or? <laughs> What's it fucking matter? You're playing Ohio State. It's in Lincoln, yes. It's a home game. October hey, I'll take 2nd. that as a win. Okay. Do what? Win. This is like talking to fucking Blake now. So now you've beaten, you're beating Ohio State. The question you asked was, Where a team it? that's going to be ranked number one, two, or three in the country, are we playing them at home? God damn. What's yep. the matter? Okay. So you got them at four and one, right? Yep. Okay. Northwestern. I'll that's say, a win. That's a, that's a win. Yeah, I'll give him that. Five and one is what he has them at. Yeah, I'm at three and three here. Okay, per, at Purdue, three and four. Win. <laughs> Michigan. In Michigan. Ooh, in Michigan. I I don't know. That would be a tough one. That's a loss. Yeah, I think that's a loss. Okay, so what's that now? What's he got? I'm at? at three and five. He's at six and two. Okay, Iowa at Iowa. Three and six. That's a win. <laughs> Southeast Louisiana. They're at That's home. A win. They're at home. Yeah, they're at home there. That's a win right there. That's, That's what someone win. in Southeast Louisiana. Well, we're playing the Huskers at home or are we going to that we're going to um, Lincoln. Okay. Wisconsin at home. Loss. Now, loss. I think that's a loss. You mean because they run they run the ball like it's nobody's business on Nebraska. It don't matter what year it is, who it is, they run the ball like it's nobody's business. But you're gonna beat Ohio State at home. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll rise to that. That's that's their that's their upset of the year, Jeff. I've got I've got the Huskers. Is that the last game? No, at Minnesota. Ooh, that's tough too. Minnesota's really gotten good. Minnesota's really good. That's going to be a tough one. I bet you we lose to Wisconsin because we look forward to Minnesota. Because I bet Minnesota's in the driver's seat of the division by that time of year. So you're picking them to be eight and four. Yep. And what have you got them at four and eight? Uh. I'm going to go ahead and just give them one. I'm going to say five and seven. I have I have Scott Frost not making a bowl. I have Scott Frost being unemployed again. Well, is it – hold on. Before we move off, they're not doing bowls this year, are they? They're not having bowls? I, I thought I read something that they're – for COVID, like they're only going to do like a, a very small oh, – Well, then Nebraska will stay home from a bowl like most of America. And I could be do. wrong about this. Don't crucify me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that I, I read that Something with the with the postseason college has been canceled. Colton, you've yeah, made, I see. You've made my day already, one though. Yesterday, you you you've made my whole morning. With oh, the, hey, I'm glad I could do that. With the, <laughs> are they playing them at home or? <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It's important. You got to know where they're playing them at. <laughs> that would be like the Bengals playing Baltimore, Kansas City, and somebody from Cincinnati goes. Are we playing in Kansas City or in Cincinnati? Like that's gonna make a whole fucking big bunch of difference. Okay, Mr. Husker, you, you Husker there, fans are loyal. I will real, give you that. Yeah. Real quick here, there's there's something about a game day in Lincoln that you got to experience. It's it's like nothing I'm you've sure. ever seen. I guarantee it. I'm sure. Yeah. Y- y'all have won four games in three years. But they, by God, the tailgates out of this world. They are. They are insane, and it doesn't matter if you're wearing enemy colors or what. You're 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 part of the culture down there every weekend. Now, I hate to pop y'all's bubble because y'all have got a good thing going, but there's a hundred other universities that do the same thing. You do realize that, right? I do, yeah. But I've been to, I've been to games at other places, and it's it's a hostile environment. Well, no, no, that's – Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to Lubbock, Texas, and you play Texas Tech, 
I don't give a shit who you are, what you're ranked at. They're going to play you tough in Lubbock. You might beat them by 50 at fucking home, but if you play in Lubbock, it's tough. College, it's hard to play at, at someone else's stadium. Now, what is this going to look like if there's no fans in the stands? Yeah, I don't. that I have no idea. Because, I mean, I'm sure they're going to pump in crowd noise like they do in baseball, but, I mean, it's still it's hard to hard, hard to replicate. I'll bet you the place like Lincoln that's got a big fan base, I'll bet you the parking lot is going to be full of fucking tailgaters still and watching it on TVs and shit. Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't do anything to the players on the field. No, no, you're right. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a weird year if there's no fans in the stands. Just I don't know if that home field advantage is going to be quite as – That's going to hurt a lot of the – That's going to hurt a lot of college games because college is so good when the – yeah, I think it's gonna. Excuse me. When the um the underdog plays at home, so tough to the big time, and you always know the big dogs will end up coming back and winning, and sometimes they don't. Appalachian State, and Michigan happens. So, anyways, well, it'll level the playing field for everybody. I think. Now you told me you've got a really funny story to tell us. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hold on one second. So, Hold on, yeah. Hold on a second. second. Jeff's got a blow. He's got some out. He's got the Rona. We think. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. He 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 had to be selfish and go to the casino the other night. Now he's sneezing. It's got to be the I Rona. Almost, it's got to be the Rona. I almost went to the casino down there in Florida. Uh, Kansas City. Oh, on your way on your way through. What you yep, and this is what that's what this story's about. Okay, so so you're on your way through. You're stopping at Kansas City. Okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. So Friday night, we we go down to Kansas City. First of all, I went to Rogers Sporting Goods first time ever. That's a pretty sweet place. But yeah, anyway, it is, isn't it? so uh, we needed some diapers, um, and I go to the closest Target, and I'm, you know, I got my mask on. I'm one of probably ten white people in this Target. I've never and been to sudden, Target like that. Then, oh, well, it, in, I was. He's in Kansas out. City. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. So. I'm. I got. I mean, everyone in there is wearing a mask, and all of a sudden, these two gals are like walking through. They're black in Middle Eastern garb, no masks on. And then I overheard their conversation, and this one girl was like, well, "What would you do?" And this other gal goes, "Oh, well, we burned the motherfucker to the ground." Oh shit! And she goes, "She goes, we got to the 21st district, and then they finally turned us away. And but we broke everything and burned everything on our way through there and then they kept on walking i couldn't i couldn't hear them any more than that and i was like what in the world and there's about seven eight of them in there and i was like oh shit i need to get the hell out of here but mm-hmm. it was weird and I, I guess it's not a funny story but i thought you guys would be interested so, in hearing that, that so they you, were talking about you dealt with some terrorists so they were either at one of the places that got burned down or they masterminded it yeah and huh. another thing that I just heard from my parents yesterday was, so my grandparents and uncle live in northeast Nebraska, and their buddy, that um, he's a farmer up there, he pulls up on this car, and it's his kids in their 20s changing a tire. And so he starts, you know, he's a farmer, he's going to help them out if he can. He asks what they're doing, and these guys go, oh, well, we were hired by the Democratic Party to go up to Minneapolis. That's where we're going. We had a flat tire. Hmm. This guy looks at him and goes, get the fuck out of here and drove off. <laughs> That's what I do, too. And I'm, I'm yeah. like your uncle. I stopped to help everybody. Yeah. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. That's they, exactly what he said. I don't think they realize when they get outside of their big urban shitholes that 
people everywhere else are don't are tired of that bullshit. Oh yeah, and it, and it's this guy I know him. He's got probably two or three guns in his truck too. Like you don't, and he's got places to put bodies. They'll never find them. <laughs> you know. So did you get the diapers, or did you make a quick exit? I got the diapers and got the hell out of there. My wife is a target shopper, and Michelle is boy. She's gotten radical lately. She's as conservative radical as you get, and she hasn't been to a Target since all this started. Now we've bought the shit from them. Same with Amazon, but she's not. She hasn't went into Target. She don't want to go anywhere. You can wear a fucking mask. She's just against it totally. But you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Well, I know that, but she is not. Don't tell her that because fuck, we. She was the only fucking person to deal with that mask on if we did that. But uh, so I haven't been to Target in a long time or anything. But my best Target story is completely different than yours. I was at Target in Dallas in one of the upscale neighborhoods, and there was a chick in Target with some overalls on and nothing else. Hmm. No, she probably didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. She, she was a fucking 9.8. Oh, really? Oh, she was smoking hot. Wow. I was trying not to look. Your mom's kind of standing there, and she was standing with her back to us. I'm thinking, damn, there were some side titties. <laughs> and then she turned sideways. I was like, whoa, hello. <laughs> yeah, fucking. That, that's when you put your sunglasses on. Yeah, no shit. No, fuck, I was proud to look at them. got glaucoma. I got to wear my sunglasses. She, she was a good-looking son bitch, though, but I couldn't believe it. And I'm thinking, she actually left the fucking house and thought that was normal. <laughs> Some weird That's fuckers. That's a nice Target. Yeah, no but shit. Target's got the best eye candy anyways. If you want to go to the store and look around, Target's got the best looking women. That's why when you threw me about that, I've never been to a Target that didn't have a bunch of good, attractive women everywhere. I saw a pretty good gal with a mullet in there <laughs> that night, too. Was it Blake? Uh, yeah. It wasn't Blake. <laughs> now, we, we argued about this the other day. Do you, do you think that women in the South are better looking than women from up North? I tell you what, I've seen some of the best looking women in my life south of south of Nebraska. <laughs> That's exactly right. There are beautiful women everywhere. I'm not saying that, but the majority per capita the South has better looking women than anywhere else. Oh yeah. And you can get a girl that's a you know, a five or a six, but if she's got that southern draw, whew, <laughs> that that bumps it up to about an eight. Now are you gonna get in trouble talking about all this? I I'm I'm right now the condo's empty, but when Paige and I listen to this tomorrow, she might be a little upset. Yeah. Oh well, she'll get over it. So she knows you check out Southern women. Well, I've told her she had a Southern draw. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep my hands off of her. Y'all are going to be taking all of your vacations north of Nebraska from now on. I'm married a gal with a Southern draw. Let me tell you something. When she's chewing on your ass in that Southern draw, it's still an ass chewing, so it's nothing great. I can promise you. Yep. But you don't notice the twang because. Michelle's got as big a twang as anybody I've ever been around, and I don't notice oh, it yeah. anymore. But other people will say something about it. We were in we were in Cancun one year, and <clears throat> Michelle Payne was little, and she was in the pool with Payne. And there's a kid from England there, and he was playing with Payne. And he told his mom, he said, "She's from Texas." Michelle had never told him. She goes, "How do you know I'm from Texas?" He goes, "Cause you talk you talk like Sandy from SpongeBob." And I was like, "Well, you do have a twang then." So, anyways, yep. let's let's talk some public hunting. You hunt the Platte River. Uh, I don't do. I don't really hunt the Platte River anymore where I live, but I have hunted it in the past. And that's public, right? Uh, the Platte like, is, but be, you have to have be, the land around it, right? Yeah, from base from Grand Island to Kearney, which is about a forty mile stretch of Interstate eighty. I think there's only like three or four public spots, and they're tiny. Everything else is leased up or owned or. Anything from deer hunting to waterfowl, it's tough. You got to blind every 100, 150 yards on the river. But now, so the river itself is not public? 
you can on the public areas you can, you can only go to the middle of the channel that's it so, and however wide you're you know from fence to fence up and down the river but that's it you can't you you can float down on a kayak but you can't drop anchor you can't touch bottom with a push pull nothing otherwise that's trespassing interesting huh yep see that's the way yeah, like the we, way it is in texas is the rivers are public now the banks are not lakes are the same way in texas can you hunt lakes in nebraska are they considered private if it's on private property it's private but if it, you can hunt like like i hunt harlan county reservoir now and that's all public but if you if you see a pond like a in a pasture no no no, no i'm not can't. talking about that i'm talking about like a oh. lake if you're on the high water underneath the high water mark in texas you can hunt in texas lakes oh see you can hunt them as long as they're like state ground yeah and that's it if that's that makes it then. sense yeah so yeah but you go to the, you go to this reservoir mostly yeah a reservoir and then i have also got a, a blind a blind on a little private stretch of river too that that feeds into the reservoir and uh what do you mainly get in it is it all big geese is it mostly ducks what do you what's your target uh i'm more of a duck hunter per se okay um, i used to goose hunt a lot but i've just i've gotten into duck hunting more i like them i i I hunt minimalistically, uh-huh. I guess you could say, maybe 12, 18 decoys, and if if I don't have a good like tree to hide behind or something, then I have a little grass mat that I set up, but I'll just hide in the shadows or in a little cutback of a bank. Um, I've, I've talked with a guy, um, and I've told Jeff about this guy, Doug, and uh, he's kind of turned me on to this minimalistic stuff, taking in what what you can carry and trying to get to where they want to be right is basically the way i look at it i do i do very little calling i basically just do like a single quack you know every minute or so mm-hmm. just just like what you would hear if you were walking through the trees and there was ducks on the river like i don't i don't try and run big spreads because half, half the people that usually want to go with me they get too drunk the night before and don't want to get up so i'm on my own usually now, when did you when did you adopt this approach? Uh, within the last couple of years, um, I've had kids, so that takes a little bit of my money away and time. A lot. So I yeah, so I haven't. I don't have the funds to go out and buy a big old spread of decoys and everything. I get all my stuff at garage sales mostly. Mm-hmm. So so I've got last couple of years you've adopted this. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I used to hunt with a bunch of guys, and we'd set up. You know, if we were duck, hunting ducks over water, we'd set up six, eight dozen decoys, and I just—it's fun and all, but I'm—I'm I'm mostly out there just to be out there, I guess. And do you have? I only shot. Go ahead. What's that? No, go ahead. I—I I only actually shot two full limits last year. I had a lot of ones and twos and three days, but those are some of the best days that I had just being out there hunting. Now was this ones and twos and threes just because that's all that you saw, or did they not want to play because it wasn't a big spread? Um, I think it. I think it was mostly because um, that's all I saw. Uh-huh. Um, because like one day we scouted, and it was on a marsh, and they had two little lanes going down the middle of the marsh, and they were full of ducks. I bet you there was five thousand ducks on there, and we go the next morning. We set up right where they were, and I think we only saw 20 ducks. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Oof. And where they went from that night to then, because we put them to bed, basically. We walked out of there with our headlamps the night before. And they were, they were there when we left, and we got there, and they were gone. You didn't we don't know what happened. at all, did you? No. It was dead quiet. We never heard, because you would think that many ducks, you'd hear the roar of them getting yeah, off the water. It. Yeah, for sure. But, because we... We actually, we didn't even take our stuff with us at first. We walked out there to make sure, because if they were going to be there in the morning, we were going to wait for them to get off and then come back and set up our decoys after they left. Yeah. But they weren't even there when we got there. Was it a so cold? I don't know what happened. Was it a cold snap? Was it a big north wind that night? It was a big north wind the day before, and I and I, it, that's what pushed them in. But when we hunted the next morning, it was maybe a 5, 10 mile an hour wind. That's crazy. So, unless they got refueled and then took off in the night. Yeah, that probably. Was it a full moon? Mm-mm. Huh. It was a new, it was, there was no moon. That's crazy then. Unless someone else went in there and night. ran them off in the yeah, middle of the I night. And they could have either got bumped or like you said, it could have been like a little, little charge the battery for a little bit and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Well, those, yep. those days suck. Well, you're all excited oh, and think you then you get to that morning and there's no ducks you're like uh oh <laughs> what sucks is you call all your friends you're like man it's gonna be a fucking burner tomorrow don't get drunk the night before and then that's exactly what happened fuck you get all your buddies out there and they looking at you like you are the biggest asshole in the world and you're like i can't yeah. hear them over there <laughs> i know they're here fuck i saw them last yeah. night and what sucks it was just me and another guy he scouted with me so he saw them right and the weekend before was his first duck hunt and he, I got him his, I got him his first limit. That was the one we, he shot a limit and I shot a limit that day. And we were done in shoot 20 minutes. And so we were like, all right, well, we'll try again next week. So we scouted Friday after I got off work and it was just loaded. And it was widgeons, pintails, mallards. I put my binos up to look down that little cut and it was just green for probably three, 400 yards. And I was like, oh, boy, we're in for it now. And then they were gone. So is that what you – do you kill mostly mallards? Is that what you're doing? Well, you guys might think I'm crazy, but if I have a teal buzz the decoys, that's what I'm going to shoot first. Why if, is that? Ah, uh, they taste the best. So you're in it for the meat then? Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm in it – yeah. I've, I've, if I get a big, fat mallard with a purple – I shot one when I was younger, and that sucker's head was purple. Hmm. old old giant duck it could have been a farm duck but i mean it was in with a bunch of wild ducks big old purple head and then i was going to mount it and then i think that was when the ice storm came through and i lost it in the freezer so if yeah if i see if i ever see a big old mallard like that again i'll go for it but i i like teal Teal, for one i can i can shoot a yeah i can shoot a dove and a teal and a quail, like it's nobody's business. But if you put a bigger bird in front of me, I have a hard time hitting them. Why? You don't lead them as much, or what? I have no idea. I can't figure out what my deal is. Now, I, uh, no I guess clue. I guess all of the mallards that you shoot, I guess they have the white eyelids. That's how you know they're from Nebraska. I yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I just <laughs> that's what Blake tells me. I just us. shoot them. Oh yeah, if we yeah shoot, I don't look if, at them that close. If we shoot at a greenhead. Or if we kill a greenhead, Blake's like, oh, white eyelids. That, that's a Nebraska duck. That's a <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. That's new to me. That is Blake being uh, full of shit. I've, I've sensed that a little bit on the podcast. you got to watch that. Whenever Blake's talking, right. you just 
Whatever he's saying, you just <laughs> cut it in half because that's about how much truth there is to it. Hey, speaking of Blake, Andy. Yep. What's this I hear? You've never heard or been to a demolition derby? No, never been. Do they even have them what's in Texas? That? Yeah, I've been to I've been to a couple of them. They're fun as hell to go to. Blake, oh, yeah. Blake's pitch to me the other day is this. Jeff, you need to send me a sticker down here for my demolition derby car. I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And $500. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, you gotta you gotta buy that space in the car. So you think I'm gonna sell some hunts off of a uh, demolition derby in Nebraska? You guys need to come up and see one. You guys need to get old Blake, figure out which one he's gonna be in. I've been to get him before. You, I, you need to take your boys, Andy. They co- would love it. It's COVID. They, they, it's COVID it, the boys would Reese would love the shit out of it. It's COVID. I, they're season. they're fun to go to. I, I mean, anything any redneck. I like dirt track racing, anyways. And the more redneck oh, yeah. it is, the bigger chance of someone getting in a fight in the stands, the better kind of opportunity is for good fan watching. That's what you want to see. So, uh, oh yeah, my time is up. My my time is up. My my family's going out of town this weekend, and then you gonna uh, cut loose this weekend? And then yeah, I'll go to bed at nine thirty every night. And then next weekend, I mean, it's all over with. We'll have one more weekend, and then school starts on the eighteenth. So. This this is the excitement in Andy's life. How old are you, Andy? My time is up. 32. 32 years old. The wife and the kids are out of town. You're a bachelor for four days, and Andy's going to sit and watch Netflix for four straight days. No, Am I right? Sit on, the, not. sit on the couch, his underwear, and scratch his nuts. I got a lot of I got a lot of shit stacked up around here. I gotta get done. You you called it. That's exactly what's gonna happen. I'm now, not saying I won't do that, but uh, that's not what I, that's not gonna make it all up. I would love to go to a demolition derby where they use the freaking Winnebagos and they have to carry a trailer behind them. Oh, that'd be sweet. That would be so fun to watch. I watch them on TV and I, I watch them on YouTube. Matter of fact, me and Reese and Dylan watch them on YouTube all the time. <laughs> I love shit like that. But yeah, I wouldn't mind going to demolition derby. They're not big in Texas though. They must is that like Nebraska? I mean, women's volleyball, bowling, demolition derby, and Scott Frost not losing his job. Is that kind of the way it goes there? That's the way it goes here. Yep, that's all we got to look forward to besides corn prices. Y'all have a beautiful state. Nebraska is a pretty state. I mean, it's you got so anybody. much wildlife. I just I would much rather live in Nebraska than I would in New York City. Oh hell yeah. Um. Fuck, I was about to say something, and Jeff took my thought away from me. Oh, did you know Blake before, or did you just uh, get him through the podcast? Yeah, I just met him through the podcast. Um, I actually went to college with a girl um, that went to Grant. Oh, this ought to he be good. He doesn't remember. He don't remember her, but. This she, ought to be I, good. I think, was, <laughs> I, I think it was Grant. <laughs> did he sleep with this girl? Yeah. What's that? Did he sleep with her? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd like to think that he has higher standards than that. <laughs> you haven't seen Blake's, uh, what's that fucking called that he has? His Tinder deal. He's not on Tinder anymore. He's Blake not? Is off, Blake is off of the market. Well, I hey, guess he's got true. a pretty little gal, and it looks like he's happy. That's a good deal. Yeah, he's happy. He he's seems happy. to be happy. We're happy for Blake. But Blake, I'm telling you, he was at Zach's wedding last summer, and Zach, Blake was so much fun. I mean, motherfucker didn't even try his clothes on. They didn't fit him. <laughs> it was just <laughs> typical Blake. Hey, that happens. <laughs> He's liking everything that he does. Um, so, do you use a spinner also whenever you go out, or are you just twelve decoys and that's it? Um, I I don't have my own spinner yet. Um, I used to have one, and it got shot. Oof. So, did you um, shoot it, or I, did one of your buddies? It was one of my buddies. It wasn't me. Fuckers. So. I do use my dove spinner, though, in the early season. That yeah. works just as good. Because usually when we got our teal here, I mean, last year I hunted um, opening day early teal, 
with five decoys and a dove spinner. And I was done 10 minutes after shooting time. Honestly, man, you could have just left the fucking, you could have just set out the dove spinner. I know. That's what I should have done. I did that the next weekend and was done in 15 minutes. I mean, because really, it's so fucking early in the morning. Your your hunt is over in 30 minutes, good or bad. Your teal hunt is over in 30 minutes. Yep. If I didn't have, if I, I mean... If I didn't think that a client was going to bitch because, well, you know, let's say the the worst does happen and you do have a bad hunt and you don't set out any decoys, you only set out spinners, that's what that client is going to say was the problem. Yeah. But yep. if I was just doing it on my own, fucking set up three or four of those dove spinners and go on about your day because you're going to kill yep. them. It's fucking dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're dumb as shit too. But being in my position, I have to set out decoys just because, you know, if something bad goes goes, if something bad happens, I don't want that to be the reason. You want you want to eliminate all possibilities of them bitching at exactly. you. Exactly. That is guide. Yep. That is guide one hundred and one for anybody that's aspiring to be a guide. Take out any any and all complaints that you that that you could possibly have and just eliminate them if it's on your mm-hmm. end of the deal. Make sure the blind's done. Make sure you got enough decoys, and uh, just. Try to make it to where it's not your fault if, if shit hits the fan. Now, Absolutely, yep. You know, I mean, there's times of the year where birds are stale or something. You need to try something different. And I can remember when I was a kid, the birds were tough, tough, tough. And we set out, we hid really, really well, and we set out, I think, 12 full bodies. Now, that was when full bodies, nobody in the county had them. So um, it was a completely different look from what the birds had been seeing. And, you know, it worked okay, but we told the clients the night before, like, look, the, the, the typical 50, 60 dozen spread is not working right now. The birds are seeing that, and then they're, they're just shying away from it. So we're going to do the opposite. And it worked okay. The clients were okay with it. So, um, But you definitely don't want to surprise them with no decoys. Yeah, and I think, like, from your guys' standpoint, um, now, I used to be a restaurant manager, so that's, I mean, it's a totally different deal, but I have that managerial background. Is right. Like, like what you did there, you, you, you let the clients know, say, hey, this is what has been going on. This is what we're going to try. You know, you, you went out above and beyond to let them know that, hey, this might not work, but neither has what we've been doing forever, right. you know? So you, you did the right thing there, and that's, that's all you can do. But, yeah, definitely – and I don't, I don't have no guide experience at all, but you definitely got to get rid of all that stuff. Cause I even try to do that. Like with my buddies, cause they're the guys I work with, they don't duck on. I'm trying to get them into it. And I, I basically say, I said, Hey, I got birds here. Um, this is what time we need to meet. I go, but I'm not making any promises. We might shoot <laughs> one. We might shoot three limits. I go, but I'm not going to tell you that we're going to go out here and kill a bunch of birds. Right. And right. I think that's kind of what has been turning them off too. They're like, "Oh, well, I might as well just go out if we're not going to shoot anything." I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm not lying to you." Then they asked me on Monday when we get to work, "Oh, how'd you do?" And I said, "Oh, well, I shot a limit, or I shot five ducks, or whatever it is." I'm like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have gone out." I said, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have." <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe just tell them like, "Look, this is approximately how many birds there are. We got a good shot at having a, having a good hunt tomorrow." Yeah. Yeah. And I'm to the point now where I'm just like, if they don't want to go, they don't want to go. I have just as much fun going by myself. Um, Do you have a dog? If I don't want to, nope. No I, dog. I, I told my fiance at the beginning of the week, I said, we're having another kid. And she goes, what? 
because we have two boys. And I said, well, I'm going to buy a dog in the next couple of years. Once my boys get a little older, I want to get a dog and train it myself like you did with Lou and have them, my boys help me so yeah. that we kind of get that bond because they love duck hunting. How my, old are your my kids? Best, I got a three-year-old and then my two-year-old just turned two in July. Okay. Yeah. And so we had a really warm day for Christmas this year. I think Paige said it was 40, but I think it was in the 60s. And I said, all right, well, we got done with Christmas at her aunt's house. And I said, all right, well, let's just go put up some decoys at the blind. And so I took them, those two, and her on their first ever duck hunt. And boy, were they hooked. From duck call, they were calling. <laughs> and that was my best day. And I only shot two ducks. Really? Yep, that was my best duck hunt I've ever been on just because of who was there. And, oh, it was awesome. And they and ate it they, up. They loved it. Oh, yeah. They loved it. They were they were shaking. I had ducks come in, and I shot them. Mm-hmm. And I get back to the blind, and they're shaking. I'm like, well, are you guys cold or what? Because I had the heater on. And they're like, no, no, we're not cold. I said, you guys got a little duck fever or what? And they just kind of looked at me, and I knew exactly what it was. They they were so <laughs> excited that they were shaking. That's awesome. And it, it was awesome. That's what it's all. What was your wife saying? Was she was she as enthused or she could care less? No, she was cold. She was cold. She was cold. So they had to leave, and then they missed me shooting the goose that I shot. Ready to get this motherfucker over with. Yep. That goose, it's kind of a weird, funny story on that was, I let, I gave myself extra time, like I, I, I called it a little early, and I said, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes of shooting time, but I'm going to start picking up decoys. So I had my gun, the strap over my across my chest, on my back, and then I clipped my decoy boat to my waders. Well, the line was over the strap, and this goose comes in. So I'm trying to get my gun off while I can't shoulder it because the decoy sled is holding it down. So I just looked up, kind of pointed the barrel in, a, in its general direction, pulled the trigger once, and dropped him out of the sky. <laughs> didn't even didn't even shoulder it. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. No one was there to see it, so everyone thinks I'm lying. Yeah. Ah, fuck. I'll take your word for it. It's a good story yeah. nonetheless. Uh, and it was a nice, nice... Uh, Bald eagle is what we call the, the blue goose, big old blue goose. Oh yeah. So he's in the freezer going to a taxidermist. Those are pretty birds when they're when they're full of color and everything. Those are a real pretty bird. Oh yeah, and I don't like snow goose hunting, but they are pretty birds. I missed one on the last day of the season. Fucker came in perfect. I'm shooting this goddamn 28 gauge that fucking nobody can hit shit with. Fucking blue goose comes right in. You can't hit shit with a 12 gauge. I'd have hit it with my 12 gauge. Trusty Rusty would have killed that goose. And this fucking blue goose comes in, and I pull up on it, and I shoot twice. I'm used to having three shots. <coughs> and then the fucker flies away. Oh, I was disheartened. Ready That'll to, happen. Ready to chunk that fucking gun of Jeff's into the lake. Because <laughs> I need three shots. I need three shots. If I miss the first one, which I'm probably going to, I know I've got two more shots to, to make up for it. When I'm shooting that fucking yep. over and under, you miss the first shot, and then the pressure's on you even more because you only got one more to go. Mm-hmm. I, I, only, I only run two shots when I'm dove hunting. And I don't, I don't have an over and under, but I just only put two in there. That's how my dad taught me to hunt without going through a box of shells for three doves. Yeah, so you, I only put two in. That's, that's, not a bad, that's not a bad idea, especially on dove hunting. Because that, that most yeah. of the time when you're dove hunting, that third shot is... A prayer anyway but you take oh, it. oh yeah there's they're screaming but you take it and that's just a waste of a shell that's actually smart on your dad's part yep 
Only put he got two tired of buying my shotgun shells. No shit. I mean, really, what, I wonder what the percentage would be on a third shot dove hunt. It's pretty low. <clears throat> unless, unless you're like in Argentina or wherever where you got <clears throat> 300 of them flying in a little pack, I don't think that third shot really does you any good. Andy's first two shots don't do him any good, so a third's just really a waste of money. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's a horrible shot. I mean, I'm telling you, for someone that makes a living killing things – Mm, he would starve to death if it was up to him. Hey, all he's got to do to make a living is make sure his clients hit him. That's right. That's right. Just give him the yep. opportunity, Jeff. That, I agree I'm with you. I'm telling you that, that twelve gauge, that that trusty rusty of mine, <laughs> Andy. I've I'm surgi- dove hunted I'm with you. Surgical with that bitch. I've dove hunted with you before. You're not surgical. You can't hit shit. Your <laughs> wife makes fun of you. They take me to go dove hunting with them so we make sure to have something so they can cook and eat. That's true, <laughs> Andy. Am I am I lying, Andy? You hear him? Do you hear him debating this at all? No, no. We take you so that you can spend quality time with your grandchildren. I get quality grand time with my grandchildren all the time. My kids, my grandkids are blessed. Hmm. They will know how to handle themselves when somebody's fucking with them. Uh, do you mule deer hunt at go. all? What's that? Do you mule deer hunt at all? I am not really a big game hunter. I've shot one deer in my life. I my dad was never really into it, and that's who got me started hunting. And I just never did. I, deer, hunt, deer hunting's some, lost on me. Yeah. My boss is a big deer hunter, and he's got some really, really big deer that he shot. I just, I don't know. It's just, you spend all day, and if nothing comes in, and I don't know. The, the I, way I look at it is, I could go deer hunt, and so Nebraska, I think, I don't know exactly how many can shoot deer tops, but... Whenever I get a permit, I just get the doe or antlerless deer. You can shoot two on that, I believe. Yeah. So I could go out, shoot two deer, or I could go and shoot, you know, three geese here, five ducks here, whatever. And I could do that multiple times and get just as much meat Yeah. and have more fun. I, I, I love everything about getting up in the morning and setting up decoys and watching the sun come up. And that's what I love about it. Plus, you're Man, in control a little bit. You're in control of the hunt a little bit. When you're deer hunting, you're just at the mercy of that fucker walking out. Yeah, you could you can scout deer all summer long. Get you know where they watch them every day. You go sit in the stand, and then they're 500 yards away. They decide that day, oh, we're going to go this route from yeah. bed to feed, and then you're just sitting up in a tree, shivering your ass off. And plus, like in our area, we don't have like enormous deer. We've got nice deer. But like the big, the big fuckers that you see running around Iowa and shit, we don't have that here. We don't and have yeah, that we here. don't have, we don't have that really. Um, and the worst part about where I where I'm at is there's nowhere to deer hunt. Yeah, every I mean you got public land, but uh, a guy at work was said last year that his son shot a deer. It was like entangled in a barbed wire fence, and he shot and killed it. <laughs> well, he was going up to it and they were like why was this deer just you know here and then this guy from florida comes up he goes oh yeah i shot that deer 45 minutes ago so who got the deer well they gave it to the guy from florida not knowing that the person in nebraska the person that killed it gets the deer huh they didn't realize that so they gave it to this guy and was it a trophy deer it was like a eight point it was they're they're not trophy hunters. They're just meat hunters. It had a nice body on it, so that's why they they shot it. But now, now was this on public? 
yeah, this was public land. And so, like, I don't understand. You're, you shot it at 500 yards, the, the first guy. Yeah. And it was 40, he let 45 minutes pass before he even started walking up to it. 500 yards? And, God almighty. Yeah, and all he would have had to do is walked up to 200 and see it's still alive and finish it off. So that deer suffered for 45 minutes. Mm. I'm not a big Entangled deer. In a, I'm not a big deer hunter either. I just it doesn't. It's all too fast. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's boring to me. And then you shoot your deer, and it's over for the whole season. And I just don't. Yep. I just exactly. Don't yep. So you're not very far from McCook, then. I'm just now looked up where you're from. Yeah, for about 45 minutes. You ever hunt at Harlan County Lake? Yeah, that's the reservoir I hunt. That holds a bunch of mallards, I bet. Oh shit! Last year was insane. It was nuts, and I didn't shoot a single mallard off of there. Why? Why not? Just never had the opportunity. Uh, I just couldn't get. We had a really hard freeze. To I scouted, and then we had a really hard freeze, and I could not get safely to where they wanted to be. Just could not get there safely without you know having a boat or anything. So I just didn't get the chance. I tim- we had we had the flood two years ago. So Harlan County, you had flooded Milo, some flooded Milo. You had marsh ground, and then you had flooded timber. Depending on where you're at in the lake, you had everything. And um, we shot we shot gadwall and teal in the flooded timber, and I shot teal in the marsh. But I just never, never did get a chance because when the mallards got up, they would get up in 50s, 100s, and they would beeline it to wherever they wanted to be. And we we found where they were going, and that was about... 20 foot of river water and we were not trying to get anywhere close to that without risking drowning or anything yeah no shit so you had to have a boat to get to where they wanted to be uh we didn't i have a kayak now um right but, but that that's what it would have taken a boat to get where they were yeah and we would have had to put in up river because it was it was flowing fast there was no way we could have put in down you know 200 yards from where they were at and then try and get upriver. So we, we would have had to go three miles upriver, put in, and then, you know, slowly make our way down that way, which I was going to do that once last year and uh, just follow the bend because every river bend had probably 50, 50 ducks on it. So, I, you know, mosey on down there and shoot it. I just never did get the chance to. The one time I was getting ready to go, again, we had a little cold snap, and then there was – ice and slush in the river and i just didn't didn't really want to be in a kayak on that because it was deep then yeah i don't blame you fucking water fucking water scares but, me in boats yeah yep but it, it was a great year um a, a lot of guys killed a lot of birds there um the one that spot that i was going to go to but couldn't get to there was i bet you ten thousand twelve thousand ducks there all mallards Y'all hold. Is there is there a lot of snow geese there also? Because that Glen Elder in Kansas holds a ton of snow geese in the spring. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen like the the National Weather Service in the springtime. They'll uh, show and it looks like a big old storm cloud over you know these lakes, and it's snow geese taking off. Yeah, I've seen that. That's crazy. When you got enough yeah. fucking birds that to show up on radar, you got something going on yeah. there. Maybe this year we'll have the Grand Passage again, and we'll have that. I hope so. Come October. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. I really hope and so. I bet I bet last year at any given time we had probably 100,000 snow geese on Harlan. And you never went after so, them? 
No, like I said, I'm not a big snow goose hunter. Um, I shot seven this year in the spring season, but they were just in a field that I can hunt on my way home from work, so I just got out and shot them. But yeah. <laughs> I don't go out because, like I said, I do the minimalistic approach, approach, so I don't want to go out there and set up 1,500 decoys. I'm with you on the minimalistic. And, like, and then, you know, the best hunting's in the mud for those, it seems like, and I don't want to be all muddy. You caught the minimalistic, I caught the fat boy approach. <laughs> Lazy and doing what's easy. That's the way I do it. You know, yeah, that's probably it, too, because it's usually just me, so i got to be lazier. Well, I understand that. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say lazy, but you got to be efficient. Well, How I'm, about that? I'm lazy, so I'll Jeff's lazy, me. you're efficient, because Jeff shows up, and he doesn't do anything most of the time. I mean, if we're being honest. That's called being the boss. It's Zach and I that are doing most of it. He doesn't even yeah, have but, a pair of fucking waders, so all he does is teal hunt. Teal hunting's on water, or, so he's got to stay on the dry land. That's if I've heard in previous podcasts, don't is it you or Zach that likes to forget their waders too? Uh, Both of them. Zach is uh, not. Yeah. Zach's a worker. When the opportunity Andy is, there, is not going to wear waders unless he has to. Now there have been a couple times that I have legitimately forgotten my waders. Yeah, but he's that. done this. He's done the same to me. So it goes both ways. Yeah, I will be teal hunting with the boys opening weekend of teal season, so I will be doing that. It's my I enjoy that a group, of, and we got a guy, group of guys up here. It's a lot of fun that we're going to be with. We've turned the calendar. We're in August now, yep. man. So we've only got uh, teal season is six weeks away. We've only got about twenty seven days, and dove season will start. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. You got uh, you got plenty of dove spots to go to, or how do you do that? Oh yeah, yep. We got. I mean. Up here, as long as you're not deer hunting, the landowners they don't really they don't care all that much. Obviously, right. you got to get permission, but yeah, David, yeah, um, I got a good little pasture I hunt. A guy that he don't he don't care if I'm I go there. I ask him, you know, every year you don't need to ask me again, you know. <laughs> but he's just a nice guy, so I I got that that area. Um, but you can just basically go anywhere. We got a lot of wheat out where I'm from. So that helps a lot too. We hold a lot of birds. Yeah. Well, sounds like it's going to be a really good year for you. Well, Colton, you enjoy yep. Florida with your family. Yeah. Go enjoy you have, your vacation. You have a great ha- a, a great vacation. We thank you for going on there. Are you going to go to the fort while you're in San Augustine? I don't know if we'll make it to the fort. I know this afternoon we're just going to go down. I've been here three times. Um, my fiance hasn't, but we're going to go um, just kind of walk downtown. Um, basically, go where we don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> Well, if you so, find, if you find the fountain of youth, please holler at me and get me a bottle, please. <laughs> I will. I will do that. Take care of yourself, I, Colton, and you have a have a good uh, fall. It's God bless coming, you, Betty, and good up. luck. All right, thank you guys. Have a good All one. Right, thank Bye. you. Bye. Colton Shellpepper from Nebraska. From Nebraska. Another one of those Scott Frost guys. What did he have him at? Eight and four. <laughs> are we playing him in Ohio State? Or are we playing him at home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be the difference between you getting your ass beat by 35 <laughs> points or by 21 points. <laughs> now, if they somehow upset Nebraska, I mean, Ohio State, I'd never hear the end of that shit. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, right. But <laughs> it ain't happening. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Packer fan. And I had them at, what, uh, like eight and eight? Andy, first of all, we got to straighten some of that shit out. I posted a picture the other day. 
and you're wearing a Minnesota Viking hat. Yeah, that was in 2000. So a guy goes, well, 2009. I thought you were such a big Packer fan. It was in 2009 when Favre was there. Okay, so you were a Favre fan, not a Packer fan. I've made no qualms about this on any podcast that this has ever been brought up. I know, but it was brought up again, and so I was just letting you clear it up. And For then, the 800th time. Well, we'll have 801 again. When Favre was playing, Favre was my guy. Okay. I thought that they did him dirty, much like they're doing Rodgers dirty now. How did they do him dirty? Favre? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, he's wishy-washy and they <laughs> They didn't do him sorry at all. They made they made sure the bus He was more him. of a team fucking player than Rodgers ever has been. They made sure the bus level without him. So, I thought motherfucker cuz much like Rodgers, Favre retired after uh they were in the NFC Championship game. Now, reason they didn't move on was cuz of a boneheaded play from Favre, but So is Rodgers when he goes somewhere next year or after next year are you going to go with him? I don't know. I, I don't have that connection with Rodgers that I did with Favre. Favre, Favre was my Favre was a guy in high Favre school. Favre seemed like a good guy. Favre was a guy in high school I looked up to, so I was like, you know, fuck, I'm follow Favre. So I was a Jets fan for a year, and then I was a Vikings fan for two years. As a Favre fan, um, fuck, I mean, he was just so fun to watch. Even even in the game against the Giants, you knew he was going to fuck up. He played a good game. You knew the fuck up was coming. In the game with Minnesota against the Saints, you knew that the fuck-up was coming. I mean, you just knew he was going to roll to his right and throw across his body to the left. You knew he was going to do that. He just did it at the wrong time in both games. But, yes, I was a Vikings fan for two years when Favre was there. And then when he retired, I came back to the Packers. uh, Change the subject real quick. Did you know that the XFL just got bought? By who? The Rock. Really? The Rock and another guy paid $15 million for him. So, the, so the XFL will be coming back around again. Um, Did you see Dad's alive again? Yeah. You got a message from him. Got a message from my dad yesterday on Facebook. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? So I'm doing good, Dad. I said, how's Jesus? Good. He told me to greet you when you get here. Yeah, he told me to greet you when you get here is what the guy told me. Uh, back to the Packers. Did you see where Rodgers has now basically said that he will not finish his career as a Packer? Well, I think they plan it on it themselves. Said he poured a couple shots of tequila when they made the Jordan Love pick. I don't know why you get butt hurt when someone picks someone that's your predecessor. I don't think he's butt hurt. But they should have taken someone else and taken Jordan Love in the second round. They should have got him some help. But that's – they can't – it's kind of like Pittsburgh's been with Roethlisberger. You can't just sit around waiting for them to say that, hey, I'm done now, and then you're stuck with nobody. You've got to prepare yourself. Was I mean, Mason Rudolph a first-round pick? He was a second-round pick. And I think Jordan Love would have been there. I mean, you could have made. Probably. You could have gotten a wide receiver, and then turned around and made. But you done something but, for Love. And a lot of these veteran quarterbacks don't want to help the second guy, but they've got to have some help. Like Seattle, what happens if something happens to Russell Wilson? They're fucked. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. They got Dak Prescott. If he's gone now. They got who now they got Andy Dalton. Yeah, they got Andy Dalton, and he's a and he's he. His stats Probably are identical is just to as Dak. good as Dak's. That's right, I'm saying. But most teams, when they lose their starting quarterback, they're fucked. And we're going to see that this year with this corona shit because there's going to be some weeks that some quarterbacks are going to be on that, that corona list. For and two weeks. You'll, you'll have them no, for two it's weeks. Not, it's, it's five days. But, you, but after five days, you got to jump through some hoops to be eligible to play, but you got through enough tests. There's so many fucking false positive tests anyways. But yeah, Rodgers, he basically said they traded up to get this guy. This is the guy of the future, so – and let, I mean, he's thirty six. 
I'd trade his ass to fucking some shit. Oh, show. that's your answer about everything. Get rid I of Peyton Manning. Get rid of Peyton Manning. I would have gotten rid of Rodgers after. The, I would have tried to trade him for Derek Carr a couple years ago. Trade, I told you that. Trade Peyton Manning. How trade Rodgers. How many Super Bowls have Green Bay won the last two years? None. They're a player away. Well, we've we've gone over did this. Did they win a Super Bowl? No, they did not. Which player are they away from? A wide receiver. They need a second So the wide, wide receiver, receiver was going to keep San Francisco from having 300 yards rushing? They were... They're in the NFC Championship game. If you get them some help, you can make a legitimate argument that they go back again this year. They did nothing to better their team. They needed to get some defensive help, too. Sure. I'm not I'm not saying they don't have a good football team. I'm just saying they didn't win Super you've, Bowl. You've got a good nucleus. You're a couple extra players away from making another run at this. Now, I think that they backside. Like I said, I don't even know if they go 8-8 eight and eight this year. I'm not a Cowboy fan at all, and they took a player they didn't need in C.D. Lamb that probably the Green Bay should have taken. He wasn't there. No, 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 no. But, I mean, that kind of player is what oh. I'm saying. They stepped up and took an offensive guy that can help them, and they don't even need the extra help. they got two good receivers. But, I mean, quarterback first, running back second, makes no sense. No, I don't I don't, I don't. don't understand all that shit with Green Bay. I don't, I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. I, I'm starting to get closer to Karen a little bit. I'm ready for football to start just because we need something else to talk about and do. But this kneeling bull crap is not – that's not the answer. We've got our first draft. What the twenty second? Uh huh. Now is that a one? I've not received a confirmation into the invitation no into idea, this league, but it's coming. Is I this see. a one quarterback league? What are the parameters? Yes, it's a one quarterback. League. One quarterback league. Uh huh. How many? Just like a normal well, roster? I'll go through all of it later. We don't need to do that right now in here. We don't have to always talk fantasy football on podcasts. But a lot of people don't care. A lot of people don't care about football right now. We've not talked about football at all. We'll fix, we'll have a fantasy deal in a couple of weeks. But I don't know the the rules of this league. I will, it's the same rules as our league, just about. I'm going into this blind. Well, that, And I don't even want to fucking do it anyway. Well, you're a good guy. All right. We're fixing to. Um, Mike. Mike uh, Captain bye. Mike Massey. Yeah. Holler at me, uh, and we'll get you set up for that hunt for the November 19th and get your shirts out. Anyways, thank you all for listening. God bless you all. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Uh, we really appreciate all of our sponsors, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Gundog Outdoors, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, Ball Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Luck, uh, Looking Glass Duck Club. We got Lucky Duck, William and Chris Wines, 14 Cattle Company, and J2 Outdoors. We appreciate, we appreciate every one of you. Everybody go check out our great sponsors because we kind of got, we kind of got something for everything right now. Go check them out and uh, talk to you guys later. Bye.